This is the official SAS to podcast, the show that delves inside the world of SAS to reveal the tips, tactics and strategies of the latest and greatest investors and founders in the space. And it's brought to you by Godfather of SAS, Jason Lemkin, at Saster, and me, Harry Stebbings, who you can add on Snapchat at hstebbings with two Bs of the 20 Minute BC. Now, joining me today, we have a phenomenally exciting founder in the form of Laura Bayrons Wu, founder at Shippo, the AP and dashboard for all your shipping needs. They've raised from the likes of Softech, 500 startups, Slow Ventures, and many more incredible investors. And in today's show with Laura, we discuss why APIs should be an integral part of your business, how to balance enterprise and SMB pricing models, and the extent to which startups need to educate their customers in the onboarding process. Therefore, without further ado, it's time for me to hand over the mic to Laura Behrens Wu, co-founder and CEO at Shippo. Good. That's perfect. Okay, I think we're warmed up. Laura, it's absolutely wonderful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for making the time. And a huge thank you to Jeff Clavier at Softtech for making the intro. But thanks so much for joining us today. I was, I was super excited to hear from you. I was super excited when Jeff made the introduction. So yeah, really happy to be here. Now, I'd love to start then with a little about you and, and how you as a young individual came to found your passion in shipping APIs. I mean, a wonderfully exciting aspect, I'm sure. But what was the catalyst for your passion? Yeah, so I did not grow up wanting to build shipping APIs. I um, <laughs> You <laughs> strange <laughs> person. <laughs> <laughs> I have a real passion in e-commerce. So what happened is that um, in the middle of grad school, I took a little time off to start figuring something out about my career. So I came over to the U.S. to do an internship at a startup called LendUp. They do socially responsible payday loans, and I have a background in economics and finance. So that was a good fit, fit for me. I started to fall in love with the Silicon Valley ecosystem. I really wanted to stick around. But San Francisco is so expensive in terms of living expenses that I was looking for a side gig, something to finance my time here. So um, I started looking into e-commerce and I've always had a passion for e-commerce. But when building my own little e-commerce store, I learned how inefficient shipping is, how hard it is to compare different shipping rates, how difficult it is to access to access shipping technology and like how complicated these technologies are. And then how much of a pain it is to stand in line to at the post office to place your package. And that was the first time I ever thought about shipping. So when we built our first shipping software, we really built it from the eyes of an e-commerce store owner, someone who does not know much about shipping, who wants it completely automated, and who deserves the best solution, even though she's a shipping amateur. My my question back then was, why do retail giants like Amazon are able, like, why are they able to offer free shipping and SMBs aren't able to offer free shipping? What's their secret? And how can we make that shipping secret accessible to any other merchant out there as well? Because Amazon has taught e-commerce consumers to expect free and fast shipping. Amazon's prime is growing at a rate of 53% year over year. And everyone wants their item to arrive immediately and they don't want to pay for it. But SMEs can't really live up to these expectations, not knowing how to optimize, not knowing how to negotiate between different shipping costs. So um, that was the trigger back then. And I'm really intrigued then. I mean, this is just a personal interest now. Shipping for me is a massive determinant of buying something altogether. But how much is it for other people? Is that just me or is it a public perception? It's a public perception. 63% of all e-commerce shoppers want to 
want to see free shipping at checkout. And more than 90% of all e-commerce shoppers are willing to add additional items to their shopping cart in order to qualify for free shipping. So this is like free shipping, and that's what I'm trying to tell people out there. Free shipping or shipping in general is a competitive advantage. It's not just a must-have. It's not an essential. It's not only an essential step in e-commerce. It's also something to increase your sales. Well, I'm glad it wasn't just me there. Um, <laughs> but then I'd love to then get the ball rolling then with a little definition now and an explanation of you know, mm-hmm. we, we said shipping APIs, but for those yeah. that maybe aren't aware, what really are APIs and what do they enable us to do? Yes, to say it like in the simplest words. We connect e-commerce stores to um, the tech interfaces of the shipping providers. The API automates the entire label generation, the rate generation, and it connects the e-commerce stores to a network of different shipping providers, not just one. So the API, you can think of it as a tech interface, what stands between the e-commerce store and the shipping providers. And, and then I want to discuss then the deep business now of Shippo. And, and one element of API-centric businesses is developer adoption. So, mm-hmm. so talk to me, it always seems quite tricky that there's no graphical user interface and making adoption developers is so important. So what's worked for you in terms of finding developers, getting them to use the product, the onboarding for them, and getting them to stick around? That's a really interesting question. So like one thing that is really beneficial for us is that the existing APIs of the shipping companies are so old and outdated, and their API keys are not publicly available, and their API documentations are terrible, and their SOAP APIs instead of RESTful APIs. The fact that the existing technology solutions in our space is so bad Um, developers look at our API very differently. Um, Just by making it easier, by making it publicly accessible, by making it modern, um, our solution is already a lot better than the existing solutions out there. Um, APIs, another interesting point here is that even though the people integrating our API are developers, many times shipping is something the ops people are concerned about. Or, or the ops people, they don't know what an API actually is. So we need to tell them, we ops people are not searching for APIs, they're searching for ways to lower shipping costs, they're searching for ways to um, optimize shipping expenses. And then they stumble across APIs and we need to do the education around what is an API. We need to take away the fear of APIs are not complicated, they're actually very easy to integrate. And um, we do that by also offering a dashboard, a user interface on top of our API. So we've built a dashboard on top of the API that visualizes all of the different API calls that you need to make in order to get a shipping label to show ops people and um, smaller merchants how, how the technology could be used in their store. And you said that, just unpacking some of that, because there's, there's so much to unpack there. But mm-hmm. you said there about the developers and you kind of your alignment with them in terms of your design and your approach. Mm-hmm. So what, what is it about the design that aligns you to developers? Is it kind of a beautiful UI? Is it kind of seamless UX? What is it that's attracted them and retained them, do you think? Yeah, so we modeled our API documentation pretty closely to um, Stripe's API documentation. So we're going after the easiest way to get a shipping label. Like to get the first shipping label through our API, I did it, and I'm not a trained engineer, and I did it within 15 minutes. Um, so that's really the expectations we set while designing what our API should look like and while writing the API documentations. It should be so simple and straightforward. Anybody can make an API call and get a shipping label in return. It's the API documentation 
um, that's simple and straightforward. It's making API keys publicly available, which sounds like a no-brainer, but in our in the shipping industry, it's not a no-brainer yet. For other um, legacy shipping APIs, you still need to write in and get your get your API tokens. Oh, and then it's also like connecting like one API that connects the developers to a network of upstream APIs. So we're a multi-carrier API solution. Instead of just offering access to a single API, our API connects you to a network of different APIs. So that's another that's another thing where developers see a clear advantage. Why integrate 15 different APIs if you can just go with one that connects you to... Um, the entire network of it. And, yeah. and we, we spoke about developers there. And, and then mm-hmm. we also spoke about kind of anybody using it. And, and you said about kind of accessibility. And that, so mm-hmm. I'd like to discuss then for a product like Shippo, which maybe isn't so easy for the general public to immediately grasp, mm-hmm. how much of a role does education play in your onboarding process for you? Yeah, yeah to take a step back, I realized that I never really explained what Shippo does. So, <laughs> and Shippo connects e-commerce stores to a network of um, shipping providers through our developer-friendly API. And then um, we help e-commerce store owners optimize between different shipping providers, and we also help them access discounted shipping rates. So in the end, you can think of it as Stripe for shipping, or you can think of it as making Amazon shipping network accessible for any e-commerce store out there. And then how do you approach the educational aspect of onboarding new customers? Oh yeah, good good question. So the general public, our customers are our e-commerce stores. Every e-commerce store that sells a physical item needs to ship. So we have the benefit that e-commerce stores are actually looking for better shipping solutions. But then e-commerce stores might not know to look for a shipping API or to look for a multi-carrier shipping API even. So we have the problem that a lot of e-commerce stores don't really know what they're looking for. They just know that they want to lower their shipping expenses. Here, we have the advantage that people look for something like us, but they don't know what exactly they need. A lot of our traffic is coming in inbound. We rely heavily on, on SEO, but then we are not focusing on API-specific keywords, but we sometimes use more vague keywords around shipping optimization, around lowering shipping costs, around shipping discounts even. And then we start educating customers about how to access these kinds of shipping optimizations through an API and what is an API. But here we're really talking about the ops people. So operation people working on the ops side trying to figure out these kinds of um, optimization opportunities. Developers, we find them mostly on Stack Overflow and Stack Stack Exchange. There, people are actively looking to integrate a shipping API. Many times they're looking to integrate just a shipping API of one of the shipping providers they're familiar with, and then they're stuck somewhere not knowing how to proceed because um, the documentation is unclear. They go on Stack Overflow or Stack Exchange to find an answer and um, then they learn about Chippo, and we we try to really convince e-commerce stores with the product. We don't we don't do a lot of marketing there. The product should speak for itself. Um, comparing our API against the API of an existing shipping provider should show the e-commerce store just how much time they can save looking at our documentation versus their documentation. And that's really interesting. Then, so content marketing is not a big player for you. Um, yes and no. It depends on who we're selling to. Selling to the developers, we're looking at product marketing. There, it's it's really the product that that should convince the developer. When we're talking to ops people, ops people are sometimes uncertain about how much of an overhead it would be to integrate an API, and their content marketing becomes important with the education piece. 
Absolutely. And what, what platforms do you mostly use for that? Is that blog? Is that medium? Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook? What's your kind of content marketing platform that you found most effective? Yeah, so we mostly use our own blog, um, but content marketing has been on hold for a while. Then we also, we're on Quora, we're on Stack Overflow and Stack Exchange to answer these questions. Attend conferences, so speaker sessions always work well where we can reach a wider audience with just a 10-minute presentation. And then we also have booths at these at these conferences that are around retail or around e-commerce. And I'd love to dive into a quick fire 60-second saster. So I say I say a statement and you hit me with your immediate thoughts. How does that sound? Sounds great. So what's the biggest misnomer about the shipping industry? E-commerce owners think their items need to arrive very fast for the customers to be satisfied. In reality, more than 70% of customers are willing to wait up to an entire week for their items to arrive. The important part here is that customers want to stay updated. They want these um, shipping transit times to be communicated proactively and transparently. So by setting the expectations right, you can opt for a lower shipping tier and a longer transit time that is um, cheaper in terms of costs. But customers are still going to be happy. It's just all around the expectations, um, being predictable and keeping customers updated. And then uh, SoftTech as an investor, what's it, what's it like having Jeff and SoftTech with you on the journey? Jeff has been phenomenal. So when Jeff invested, it was, I think, three or four people in the company. We just started acquiring customers. And throughout the entire time, like Jeff has been available within... Just by texting Jeff, Jeff is available within an hour to respond to any immediate questions. Um, he's also on the board. And one thing that I really appreciate about Jeff is that when we had a new board member joining, Jeff proactively decided to step off the board to allow my co-founder and I to maintain board control. And that really showed me how Jeff thinks from the founder perspective, always putting founders first. Well, I guess it's kind of actionable method of him being founder first. We always hear VCs are founder first and founder friendly. That's, <laughs> do you know, I, I hear that the whole time. It's so boring. But something like that is like evidence that he is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Actions speak louder than words. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff fan club here. We're actually wearing Jeff Caviar t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but then the most challenging element for you in building Shippo? It's the management aspect. Um, no one ever told me how hard it would be to work with so many people with different opinions. Everyone is working towards the same goal, making Shippo a greater and bigger company and increasing our shipping volume. But managing all these different people is is so so hard so we just started getting executive coaching both for my co-founder and myself and that's been helping a lot it's been for me it's been the change from working on these opportunities on the product on acquiring customers myself to motivating and guiding other people to do the same and then your favorite SaaS blog podcast resource what's the go-to place for you it's mostly to be honest my friends in the space. So I enjoy personal conversations. Um, I think many times there is no one size fits all answer. So I try to have a conversation around the, the problems I have. Yeah, I'm intrigued then. What, what individuals do you most respect and admire in the industry that you go to for the advice? Yeah, so it's mostly founders that are a little bit further along, um, Series B, Series C founders. But then talking to founders at the same stage, it's always very good to hear that people at the same stage or even people further along 
are suffering from like are struggling with the same problems. And that's the first thing that's calming me down a little. So the problems I'm experiencing are common. Everyone else is experiencing them as well. And then founders are, they're able to relate to the things that you're, you're going through and having that kind of personal like connection really makes a difference in my opinion. So like I, I rely on a network of API founders or B2B founders because B2C is a very different game. So mostly other B2B founders. And then we also went through 500 startups. So at, fi- at 500 startups, I had a couple of mentors that um, were very helpful. And, and I'd love to then jump out of the quick fight and, and finish on two more questions. And the penultimate one is, uh, I want to discuss pricing with you now. And it's always a tough element of, of any SaaS business. So when looking at your approach, you very much seem to, to go for transparent pricing and economies of scale approach with volume. So how important is transparency in pricing to you? Yeah, so what makes the shipping industry difficult is that pricing in the shipping industry is traditionally very intransparent. So people who want to get shipping discounts, customers who want to get shipping discounts, they call up their local USPS or FedEx rep. And then depending on how hard they negotiate, they can negotiate different kinds of volume discounts. It's quite arbitrary. Being able to introduce a certain level of transparency into the industry is something that is that is part of Shippo's mission. So we want people to stop worrying about are these the best rates? Should I could I have gone better? Focus on what matters to their business, which is mostly focusing on their product, focusing on marketing their products. We charge for the API access, so for for software, we charge five cents per label, and we also have volume discounts with the label fee as the customer scales. That's that's pretty straightforward, and we want to keep it as simple as possible. We want to have it a pay-as-you-go solution. For larger accounts, we are now thinking about a SaaS fee that is more like a platform platform model, but we um, still do that on an individual basis. And do you get concerned that the very large corporate clients, the big enterprises paying you know, the big monthly retainers, will be put off by the potentially lower-end pricing? <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? Uh, you know, yes, thinking it's, a, is- it's a cheap product, it's not for us, that sort of scepticism. Yes, I, I've been thinking about that a lot um, because we could also offer the entire API usage like free of charge. We don't have to charge five cents per label. The reason here is that like I completely agree. A lot of people think if it's free, then it cannot be good. I think it's really the kind of reputation that you have to build up in this industry. And I, I do think that because you are adding value, because developing the API is already a lot of value. You should not be giving away your API for free. But then maintaining the API or shipping additional packages through the API is not much of an additional cost. So there is no need to um, go with millions of dollars in terms of contracts, even for the larger accounts. But that's my that's my standpoint today. That might very well change as we grow into the larger accounts and start getting pushbacks or start learning about their needs and their feelings towards lower fee API systems. And I want to finish then on, on your plans for the future now. And with 20 employees, are we 20 employees? That's what Link- 22 people, yes. 22. LinkedIn lied to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you looking at then to take Shippo to the next level? What's the roadmap ahead? What have we got to be excited about? One part of the shipping industry um, that we haven't talked about yet is the data piece. And being able to ship all these packages through our system brings in a significant data advantage to Shippo. 
And that is, that is really the next step of the product, looking at the data, looking at how we can make this data useful for customers, how we can allow every package shipped through Shippo to benefit from all the additional insights that we've gathered by shipping millions of packages in the past. In terms of team, we're now scaling the team faster and I'm trying to keep the, keep the balance between having a very tight-knit team and having a strong culture, like just adding more team members without, without breaking that culture. Because what is so awesome about the Shippo team today is that every single team member really, really cares. So people are willing to, uh, to, to work long hours. People are very motivated. And we want to keep that kind of culture, these kinds of values as part of the company as we grow. Um, we're introducing a little bit more mid-level management now to help my co-founder and I get out of the weeds more. Because like we're first-time founders and also first-time managers, managing is not our strong suit. So we think by introducing managers who have done this in the past, who are experienced, we can actually make the team happier. So yeah, from the, from the product perspective, it's the data piece. From the team perspective, is growing up and maturing as a team um, while maintaining the hungry culture that took us to where we are today. Well, Laura, it's been absolutely awesome having you on the show. I look hugely forward to, to making you a mojito when you're next in London. Um, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. What a phenomenal guest Laura was to have on the show and a huge thank you to Jeff at Softech for making the introduction. And if you'd like to follow Jason Lempkin on Twitter, you can do that by following at JasonLK or you can follow me on Snapchat at HStebbings. Also, if you would like the show notes from today's episode, then you can find them on sasta.com. That's S-A-A-S-T-R.com. We would absolutely love your support in rating the show on iTunes, and it would make such a huge difference. So if you could do that, we'd be so grateful. And as always, it's been such a pleasure bringing you today's show, and we look very forward to bringing you Monday's episode with John Miller, previously of Marketo and now of Engageo.